This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Uh, welcome to episode 65 of Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Ellie's back, uh, ready to go. So this, the viewership on this, the listenership is going to go through the roof. Going to spike because we just had a very bad two week decline of just, just me. Um, so Ellie, give give everybody kind of a uh, update. It's been a few weeks. It's been a few weeks. Uh, I've been very busy, just doing work and life stuff. Being an adult, an adult and adult. Yes, being a, being an adult and doing adult things. <laughs> Don't you wish that we weren't an adult sometimes? That you could just hang out? Like, yes. what I always, like when the college kids come here and like, I have no time and I just want to like, come here and let me punch you in the face because you, you have so much time. I, I did. You have actually. so much time. Save, have you ever watched Billy Madison when yep. the kid's like, <laughs> Billy, you love like whatever grade and he like shakes his face to like the chubby kid and he's like, <laughs> don't ever grow up or something. That's what I feel with college kids. Don't ever grow up. Just, just stay in college. I just talked with my one of my old college roommates about this. We were I don't even remember what we were talking about or how it came up, but I was like, oh man, I wish the days back when I thought I didn't have any time. <laughs> I wish I could go back to that not having time. I know. The, the, my busy <laughs> life as a college kid, I will trade it right now yep. for that time back. Um, so Ellie, give us your um, give us your first topic, which. Um, so my, uh, I'll let you roll. My, we went over a couple. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my, my primary topic today I wanted to talk about is affordability. Um, this has been kind of top of mind for me for a couple of reasons. One, I know that um, everyone has been scrambling to refinance and get loans because of the low rates. Um, and, and at my other job, we've been having a lot of pre-purchase courses um, from people who need them for their loans. Um, and I just kind of wanted to discuss what the what affordability really looks like. Um, it's not really something that a real estate agent should wouldn't know necessarily, aside from the basics. Just as a housing counselor, something we've covered. And I think that anyone who is even thinking about buying a home should do this homework before they they invest in something that that's a huge commitment and can seriously affect their credit, especially in in uncertain times. So lenders do have ratios, and they'll probably tell you this regarding your housing payment ratio and your debt to income ratio. So your housing ratio is going to be, they really don't like it to go over 28%. I've seen it go as high as 32, but 28 is standard. Um, and then debt to income ratio. So housing ratio is all of your housing expenses. Um, so that would be your mortgage, taxes, insurance, and whatnot. Um, your debt to income ratio is all of your debts. So student loans, car payment, credit card debts, and your housing payment. They don't like that to go over I think it's 40%. I've seen it as high as 44, um, but 40 is the standard. Now, those are based on your gross income. So they're going to take 30% of your gross income. That's what the lender does. And they don't take necessarily everything that you have as far as like, you know, soft costs into account because they're just looking at, you know, is this mortgage going to be more than 30% of your income or 28% of your income? You are the one who knows what's really affordable to you. And before you agree to any kind of loan, it's I highly recommend going through and looking at your, your expenses and your budget. And not just expenses like, well, I know I get $8 out for Netflix and I know that I have a $150 car payment and, and et cetera, et cetera. Look through your bank statements for the last year and average out how much you spend a month on coffee and gas and electric because those things are things that you may not think about all the time. They might be higher in certain times of the year. And 
those are things that the lender isn't necessarily going to look at. And that can really hurt you if you end up getting a mortgage that's 30% of your income, but you're spending a whole bunch of money on, on side things like hobbies and whatnot that they're not, they don't know about, they're not thinking about. And then you're going to have to completely change your way of life to make that payment affordable. And you don't want to end up in a situation where your monthly payment is not sustainable. And, you know, you have to have enough set aside for savings. You can't, have your landlord come and repair things. Now you have to expect that at some point you're going to have a huge expense. You're going to have to replace a furnace or a roof or an appliance. And you, you know, you need to plan for that. So think out your budget, think about your income and your, you need to base it off your net income because that's really what you have at the end of the day. Don't count things that aren't guaranteed like Christmas bonuses or the 50 bucks you get it from grandma on your birthday, just guaranteed income, net income, and then Figure out what your average expenses are and see what you have left over and see if you have enough that will be able to cover a mortgage, which might increase or decrease, especially if you get an adjustable rate mortgage um, or if your taxes go up. You know, if you're living in the city, you can expect that your taxes are going to go up and they're already pretty high. Um, just, you know, prepare yourself and make sure that you're going to be in a situation where you're, you're safe and it's affordable long term and you're not going to end up, you know, underwater and stressed and unhappy. That's it. Oh, that was good. That was good. I like that. Um, so my topic is, um, and I had this happen three times this week. I've had different sellers this week ask me, um, I, and I'm, ver- I'm quoting roughly what they say is, I've heard that my that people from the city are coming up and buying all these homes up because they're from the city. They want to get out of the high populated density areas and move to more rural, less density, less COVID positive areas such as the North Country. Um, That followed by, if that's the case, can we mark it down to those people? If that's the case, can we also go ask a higher amount? So I'm going to break those three things down. So Ellie, try to remember those because my memory is terrible. So I already forgot them. Okay, great. Good wing, wing, uh, wing woman. So, um, but the first one, are people moving up? Um, I, at the end of the day, I'm going to say no. And I think what's happening is I think national news media is saying stuff that people are moving out of the city and they're going to these rural places. And that's a big trend. I don't know if that's a big trend or not. I just know in upstate New York right now, Clinton County. No, I am not. I have not personally seen that where I can guarantee that, yeah, like 10% of our buyers are from this uh, a large can city. Can you imagine? Yeah, which is not going to happen. One, no. we don't have the housing for it. No. And two, I, I have not seen this. I have not seen one person. I don't want to toot my own horn. I am very active out there. So it's not like I don't see people. I see people all day long. If there were people that were moving from the city, I think at some point in time in the last four months, I would have come across them and I have not. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we haven't had people from out of the area move up here, but we always have people from out of the area looking to buy up here for whatever reason. And that's, I don't think that ever changes. I've been working with people from well, Montreal, obviously right now with the border closing hard, but I've been working with people down around the city for years now to find a place on the water. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's, they're always every, you're always going to get those people. Um, so the answer, the short answer is no. Um, not to say they aren't, I have not seen that. And I'm just very shocked if there was a huge trend that I, I have not seen that. I would think that I would have come across at least one person that was like, I'm moving up here because of COVID. I have not seen that. Number two, um, even if that were the case, do we market down in New York city? Answer? No. 
Why not, Galen? Because New York City has a gazillion things going on in New York City. If I'm trying to market a house to someone down there to move up to New York City, what's the chance that I would get in front of the correct people down in New York City? It's probably pretty low. But who can I get in front of? I can get in front of people that are actually looking to buy up here. So if somebody from New York City is going to buy in upstate New York, and I say upstate, meaning our upstate, not Westchester, upstate <laughs> New York, Clinton County, Adirondack Coast, hashtag Adirondack Coast, go ADK.com, um, Adirondack Coast, if they're moving up here, they can go online, search Plattsburgh, Lake Champlain, whatever, and guess what? If your home is anywhere in that vicinity, it will come up. Mm-hmm. It's not back in, and again, most of these questions are from older people. If this was back in the day when we put when I put my ads in the Press Republican and the Press Republican was read by local people only and people from the city could not see that, then yes, you may have a valid argument. The greatest invention of all time, the internet is there. We don't need to do that anymore. The other aspect of that is, well, Galen, if my house is worth really $200,000, well, the people from the city, they're coming up here and they have money. Well, let's ask 300000 That logic is completely <laughs> false because... You know, and obviously I say this much nicer to clients and I have to handle it with like, you know, delicate, yeah, kid gloves delicately. Um, me just talking to you guys, no, that's an absolute crazy idea. It doesn't make sense. The reason being is because if somebody was truly coming up from the city and said, I will give you $300,000, you're asking, like it's really worth two. I don't know that I'm, I'm coming from the city where I'm used to million dollar houses and I'm going to buy this $300,000 house and it looks cheap. If they are buying cash, good on you. You made $100,000. If they're not buying cash and they're buying with any type of loan out there, any type of loan out there, and they're financing money from the bank, there's this thing called an appraisal. Mm -hmm. And the appraiser that's going out to look at that property is not coming up with them in a car from New York City and valuing the property. It's somebody local that's going to look at this property and they're going to say, (laughs) and they're going to be like, this guy's buying this for $300,000. The best comp we have, maybe $210,000. Hey, uh, bank, uh, guess what? Uh, not a good investment on your part. We're not. It's not worth anywhere close to three hundred thousand. It's worth two ten at best. Uh, Deny the loan. Um, that is exactly what happens. So the idea that you can ask higher, go ahead, ask it. You are banking a hundred percent on the person coming in with cash. Also, and not looking at any other three hundred thousand dollars. Exactly. If they're coming up and dropping three hundred thousand dollars in cash, I would think, I would hope that they at least looked at something and looked at wow. I haven't really seen many $300,000 homes that look like this. They all look like $200,000. So um, that logic is really wrong. Um, my, that, my whole topic is kind of laughable, I, but it's, I've had it happen three times this, this week alone, which honestly makes me a little nervous. It's like when I have a bunch of people coming to me saying, well, the Zestimate said, and I'm like, listen, listen, listen. Like if I get that question again, <laughs> shake you. <laughs> go Google Zestimate. And Google, I don't, I'm just like, if you wanted to have like a little bit of fun, go into Google, search uh, Zillow founder Zestimate or something along those lines. The guy who invented uh, Zillow, the Zestimate for his house was like over a million dollars less than what he was asking for his house. So if the, the founder of Zillow doesn't even listen to his own Zestimate, then why would you? Because again, it is absolutely wrong. Also, if you Google Zillow Zestimate accuracy, Pretty much every site says that they're not accurate, except the first query, which is from Zillow, explaining oh, those sneaky passwords. They are not biased. No. That's true. That's that's search number one. There's yeah. probably no ad in front of that either. So, um, 
So yes, with the idea that people from are moving up from the city, my answer is no. I do think though, and bear with me here, folks, are they moving up here potentially? But I think they're moving to our neighbor in Lake Placid if they're moving anywhere. Lake Placid has a bigger name recognition. If people think north, they think Adirondacks. They think what? Lake Placid. They do not think, unfortunately, do not think Plattsburgh. But that's true. I mean, we're not. We're just in the outskirts. We're the Adirondack coast. We're not necessarily the Adirondacks. Albany is north for them. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. North of the city could be Westchester. could be Albany. could be Hudson Valley. could be Poughkeepsie, Kingston. It could be all these places down there. Um, Yeah. Socrates, just because it sounds like a funny name. Socrates, um, that's cool. So uh, Jimmy Fallon's from there, fun fact. Really? Yep, and he went to St. Rose. Also fun fact. Huh. Just a bunch of knowledge, Galen. Wow. Um, and uh, But yeah, so so basically at the end of the day, no, I do not see a big trend. Is it? Will it happen? It could. It definitely could be a trend we see going forward in the future. I just don't think we're seeing this huge wave of people coming mm-hmm. up. Um if we did, actually, we are college kids, but but they're not buying homes. So, <laughs> no. uh, so the answer to that is no. So to have a little fun with that. That is not the right thing. If you were hearing that, um, and you live in Clinton County, I'm telling you that that is, from my understanding, it is not happening. I'm just putting myself as a local realtor that's out there every single day versus something you might hear on like the national news. I'm just saying I might be a little more accurate than them. Um, so. That I don't think is good. So Ellie, great topic. Me clearing great up topic. myths. Yeah. Clearing up myths. <laughs> Mythbusters. So Ellie, do you want to do an office quote of the day or do you want to do a fun fact or do you want to do a myth buster or do you want to do, or do you want me to do a fun fact and you just bust my myth? I do enjoy that. <laughs> I got to find a, I got to find a fun fact. I have, I always get fun facts and I never write them down. I'm like, that would be a cool thing to say. I will share a horrifying fact about myself. Um, not, not like terrifying, horrifying, just, so I've, I've been working a lot this summer, just between everything I'm doing very, very long days. I get up at seven, um, go to, to work one. And then I'm usually home back home around six 30 to eight 30 every day. So long days. Um, John got me Minecraft on July 28th. I know that because that's when I got the email about creating the account. Um, I looked that up because I discovered on my Nintendo Switch, you can see how many hours you've played. So keep in mind, I've been working 10 to 12 hour days during weekdays, and then probably five to eight hours on the weekends, depending on on what's going on. (laughs) Since July 28th, guess how many hours of Minecraft I have played in these hours where I should be sleeping? Oh, God. Okay, I was taking sleep out of the equation. I don't even want to know. Cause gonna, I've been sleeping me... about two hours. <laughs> so, Seriously? Do I not look exhausted to you? I'm wearing I actually was going to say you look good today. Like, I mean, not compared to other days, but I'm well, like, I, I don't know. Good. I'm like, well, her hair's like done. She's got a scarf on. I don't know. She looks like she's like professional looking. I would not say you look tired today. Good. Like, it's not one of those days where I look like. I didn't play it last night. I went to bed at 9.30. Okay. There's like some days you might walk in and be like. A little busted. Are you okay? <laughs> we were going to make through the day? No, I did not think that, but. Really, two hours in the LA? No, come on. I, 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 not many. But I, guess how many? Guess how many hours I played, and then I will tell you what time I've been going to bed. Are you like a video game junkie? Sometimes. Like, have you always this been a junkie? The... I'm gonna call you junkie because I don't even know another term for it. Um, Addict, now, junkie? when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to have video games until um I was a little bit older, so not really. But th- this is the worst it's ever been. Like, I am, I am what truly addic- addicted. Minecraft. Isn't Minecraft the thing where you like you build things out of blocks? I've built so many villages. <laughs> I'm working on a castle right now. It's so bad. <laughs> so I wish I had video because Ellie's really excited about this castle. Um, 
I I don't know the last time I played a video game. Just throw a number out and I'll tell you how close you are. It's been about five five or six weeks. Five or six weeks. I mean, if I really sat down and calculated, I don't want to keep the... I, like... 200 hours? Oh, no. Okay. Phew. Maybe I'm not as bad as I thought. I, I don't know. I'm just like... Get, um, 115. Oh, gee, well, still. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. It, it's like, about it's, 20 hours a week, and that's when I should be sleeping. <laughs> John's so, like, I should have never bought that. <laughs> so you average roughly three hours a day playing Minecraft. Yeah. I haven't played it in a couple of days because I, I realized that I've been exhausted, and it's I don't want it to get to a point where it affects my work because I get home and then around like, you know, 6.30, 7.30, 8.30 and then I make dinner and then I play Minecraft until like 3 a.m. And I swear to God, it feels like half an hour. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to go to bed at 9.30 and then I'll look at my phone and it's 2 a.m. So, so is that like, that's like your guilty pleasure? It's like Apparently, playing video games? Apparently. I, I have never had this issue with video games before. So my, I used to get home and I would work at home. Like I would be like, I still do some stuff. Like if I, like kids go to bed, I clean up everything and I like sit down. I might tonight I got to upload like Jordan was sure still here. I got to upload podcasts. Like I got to upload some podcasts. I got to probably do a couple things. I'll probably have a few messages that come in tonight. So I try to take care of some stuff tonight. Um, and then when it's all said and done, I'm probably looking at about 10 o'clock. So at 10 o'clock, I usually will go to bed between 11, probably about 11 ish. So my like lay back, laid back like guilty pleasure thing is I just sit there and I just watch YouTube videos that I've just saved throughout the day. That's fair. And that's it. Like it's just, but it's like, I wish I could do something productive, but I will be honest by 10 o'clock at night, I'm mentally just done. Yep. And it's not yeah. like physically done. Cause like it's not that physically hard. What we like I do. There's yes. I'm thinking. running around and stuff, but it's like my mind is on all hours of the day that that is like, I just want to zone out and just watch and I'll be honest, like sometimes it's entertaining, but it's not like TV shows. It's no. like, it's like videos, like it might be a vlog. It might be a, something, a learning thing. Like it's, it's some, like something where I'm like learning something, but it's still for me, it's more mindless. Like I don't watch a lot of like TV. We do watch the office, like in the background, like as we're doing like cleaning up dinner, like it might be playing for like a half hour and you watch like yeah. an episode or listen in on a couple of jokes, but uh, Minecraft, I did not, I didn't even know what Minecraft was. I was thinking Minesweep. Minesweep is the one where you just blow up little bombs. That's the I, one, the old I, school I video computer game. That. Yeah, I, I haven't played it since like the 90s. That's, but. that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. There's also another game I used to play back in the 90s called, not 90s, like 2000s, called Snood. I think it's called Snood. My I wife was really good. G name. Gina remembered this and Snood. I could not remember it. It was like this little shooting game, meaning like you had like, you had like this little block thing and you had to shoot, they had all these little faces it was almost like a Tetris shooting game. Apparently a snood is a type of traditionally female headgear. Snoop? Snood? No, it's a video game too, apparently. Um, Am I thinking the wrong one? Oh, no, you're thinking... Uh, Let I've me see the picture. I've never, I've never played it. But. Yeah, so it has this little shooting gun and it have all these little blocks with different faces and stuff and you have to hit them and if they're connected to something, it breaks. So it's kind of like a Tetris type game. Like you have to break these blocks oh. without getting two all the way down. So it basically keeps filling in. Hmm. So you keep blasting them... And if they jump together, so you'll break some. So those five will break. They'll drop down. And if they connect to something, you break that. Even more break off. Oh, that's cool. It was actually a cool game. I used to play it like back in junior high, maybe high school, something like that. Um, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe I should. I don't know if I could play video games. Maybe when my kids get older and they get video games. I'll like maybe school them like Mario Kart, but I'm not good at 
I don't know. I'm not good at those kind of games, but we'll see. Um, all right. Was that your fact of the day? That was my, that was my fun fact. Um, my fact of the day... Um, actually, not even a fun fact. A cool fact. A, a fact I was very happy with. Um, actually, it's kind of cheesy. You probably don't... Um, now you have to say it. I want to know what it is. Well... Two things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. They're both gonna be golf related because I'm trying to play more golf, and I say that's like a hobby of mine. I try to play, but like it's like six a.m. in the morning. To beat Matt. It's like six a.m. in the morning when it's cold as hell out and it's dark out now, and it's not the most ideal time. But with working kids, it's the only time I can play. Mm-hmm. So um, I found out I changed my first ever putter, my first ever grip the other day on my putter. Never changed a grip before. Is that the like rubbery thing on the handle? Yep, the grip. Yep. Well, <laughs> the grip of the club, off, dude. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the grip of the club. Yep, you're right. So I changed that for the first time. Got a new putter. My other one was trash. Like literally, was like falling apart to the point Whoa. where you could rip off the rubber off the side. It was nasty. It was Whoa. really bad. Ask any of my friends. They'll be like, "Yeah, I had to go." So I, I switched it. Went the next day. Had probably my best putting day ever in my life, and it was the first time I ever used this putter. So really? I was like, "Uh, uh, uh." I was excited, but I was awful. I made probably a gazillion feet of putts, and I only shot an 89. So shows how bad my tee did. Well, actually, I should say 200 yards and in. I was solid. I couldn't get off the tee at all. It was awful. But That's cool. But that leads into my next segment. Um, Matt Craig, myself, we're playing, again, second annual charity kids match. Second annual 80KYP. That's new this year. Um, for the kids, charity golf classic. We do. This is new. We haven't announced it yet. Um this is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's October 10th. If you want to donate to it, please do. I'm not going to ask people to donate. I hate asking for money, but it's a very good cause. It's going to a children's charity, either JCEO or um, United Way. I had to forget that because that's Matt's team, so it doesn't really matter. So basically, I'm going to win. It's going to JCEO. But it's going to a children's charity. We have 16 players this year, not just two. We're doing a Ryder Cup format, 27 holes. It's going to be a legit tournament. We do have a title sponsor. We've been contacted by a local business that actually wants to title sponsor this tournament, um, which is like a big deal. We're talking like we're talking actual money here. Yeah. Um, we're like, and again, this started as like a fun tournament last year, and I think it's really going to grow. And we're super excited. This is going to get bigger every year because I really think we're just going to spearhead this and raise a lot of money for children's charity, which makes me happy that we're actually like. I guess it kind of started like a charity event, yeah. so this is kind of cool. <laughs> um, and it's almost it's kind of it's almost as lengthy as a Michael F. Scott fun run. It's like it's getting to be that length. <laughs> just keep adding things onto it. I'll just keep adding words. So um, if you guys can donate to that, that would be phenomenal. If you have, if you could be a single like a person donating personally, you can be a business. If you'd like to donate, please reach out to myself um, or Matt Craig and just message us. Uh, Megan Whedon is also um, coordinating as the um, president of ADKYP. Reach out to all three, one of the three, whatever, and just let us know if you choose to donate. Anything that you give will go directly to one of those. We aren't taking a cut of anything. We're paying our own way to play and everything else. So um, 100% of the proceeds are going to one of the two organizations. Potentially maybe kind of split a little bit. We've got to figure that all out. But it's a great cause. If you need more information, reach out to us. But again, it's October 10th at the Barracks Golf Course. If you want to just come and chill and hang out with a bunch of people, you can do that too. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I think that's it. Anything else? Okay. And uh, if you go that day, make sure you cheer for my team. All right. That's it. (laughs) Episode 65, Realty Talk. We're out.